What's up one all? Welcome back to MKLTRY. This is your host Kitsune. Hi guys. It's um <clears throat> it's two o'clock and the afternoon on uh, Jan- Ch- Tuesday the 25th of January and um, I'm working on uh, this art piece and um, it's really noisy here to say it's nice every day in the city but today's especially noisy so hopefully you guys can hear me um yeah I was crazy last night I stayed up and I was reading through those uh, files and I was wanting to know like about John Lennon and so I think there was 900 pages minimum 900 pages of like um documents and stuff and then uh, I made the mistake of opening up the um, Marilyn Monroe files and no <laughs> it ruins things so if you don't want to um your opinion of Marilyn Monroe to change forever do not listen you've been warned no, so I was like looking at John Lennon. I mean, I love John Lennon. I loved Marilyn Monroe and uh, Audrey Hepburn and stuff. You know, like um, but Marilyn Monroe was was my favorite. Not not because she was beautiful, but there was something different about Marilyn Monroe. You know, compared to Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn was really posh, and Marilyn Monroe sort of was like. <clears throat> this little plain Jane that sort of became the world's most beautiful woman and she worked hard to get there and she was uh, um, one of my favourite scenes by Marilyn Monroe is if you don't like me at my worst you know you don't deserve me at my best and I, that stuck with me for life and like so and her films influenced me so much so no, um, and so uh, like obviously Audrey Hepburn as well because um yeah I like my hair short like Audrey's and stuff and um I always sort of grow my hair then chop it and cut it back like Audrey's again and she was beautiful like she was really beautiful she was I think she gave birth to the whole sort of um thin women though you know and like Marilyn Monroe I I I think Marilyn Monroe looks better because she was bigger and uh you know more beautiful and so yeah so John Lennon was like I've been uh like a super fan of John Lennon my entire life I I was obsessed with John Lennon when I was young and I was like whoa John Lennon would have made the perfect husband and stuff and like I was obsessed so like learning any single thing about John Lennon that's new that I don't know is you know I welcome it and um <clears throat> so I was reading through the FBI files and John Lennon was really being paranoid he, he was saying like um you know he was into like the I Ching and he was into all these divination things and stuff and I'm um, by the way, with the Beatles, Apple offices were basically just a free-for-all and people are just taking money and just uh, robbing the Beatles blind after their manager uh, uh, died or, you know, was murdered or whatever. I know that um, there was, uh, the, they were gay and that was a huge thing back then, so it could have been a suicide because he was being outed or... Um, you know, it could have been a million things, but I think it could have been linked to sexuality and stuff, and someone was trying to blackmail him just because I'm um, reading through these files. There was a lot of that going on. I didn't realise just how much John Lennon was facing, and I, 
yeah, he was facing like I'm crazy letters all the time and stuff and he was really involved with FPI and uh, he would constantly send them stuff and want help from them and stuff but at the same time he was uh, paying for um, extremist groups or like I'm not I've not completed reading them there's a lot of documents there and like time is short guys but there's the just of what I've read so far um, he was uh it was a bit of a troublemaker, you know, and and it wasn't like what he should have been doing because I think he was paranoid that the 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 FBI were um against him, you know, because he got bust with a a pot and stuff, and like you you got to remember back then, like <clears throat> things were different, you know. There was a lot more ignorance back then and stuff, and like John was targeted a lot because of um his wife Yoko and uh, the fact that um, racism was still like a massive thing and um, regardless of Yoko's race and stuff, you know, they had the Vietnam War and um, like people, you know, still um, well, they were affected deeply and uh, seeing uh, John Lennon date an Asian person, you know, um, was uh, like a slap in the face to a lot of uh, uh, people in America and um, but he had a lot more support in America and a lot more trouble in America. The Beatles and uh, John had uh, said, you know, previously like um, the Beatles were bigger than Jesus and like he meant that the, the uh, that's the, the way things had gotten, you know, that um, music is becoming bigger than God and um yeah, it went really bad, and they were burning records and so so that and like there was this um uh, overinflated um ego at a radio station that sort of started the whole thing and was uh you know just wanted to ride on the success of the Beatles and they remembers and so they were going through a lot of stuff and Julian had was going through like a separation from his partner and his new partner and um. Who's uh, battling drug addiction and um, he'd lost his baby, him and Yoko and stuff, and they were getting deported and stuff. Um, but John thought this was because of um, his involvement with uh, cannabis and stuff. It wasn't, it really wasn't. It was uh, due to the fact that um, he was. He was sponsoring groups, large sums of money that were, um, uh, at the time, radicalists, and um, he was sponsoring a lot of groups that um, were up to a lot of dangerous things, and um, you know, like America was worried that like everybody was worried at that point. You know, they had the wars and stuff, and people were on edge and stuff, and. Uh, John was uh, spreading a bit of misinformation saying like you know oh it's just because a bit of pot and stuff it's just because my wife's worrying you know, it's just because of this but it wasn't he was he was uh, setting up uh, like a youth groups yes youth group that was called and um, to raise money for this other group and then he was giving these other groups money and stuff and um, like extremists got word of this you know like um his views were quite radical for that uh, at a time, John. You know, like fact that he was um, uh, 
excuse me for being blunt, but like sleeping with an ethnic woman, that was like too much for some people, you know. I mean, it was too much no matter what you do, um, or what John Lennon did was too much for some people, you know, because he, he had, um, like, I love John Lennon, but he did have a big mouth and, like, um, he, he did get himself into a lot of bother, you know, and McCartney sort of stepped back a bit because I'm sure there were getting all sorts of threats. Um, John was asked for five million pound and then um, constant letters up to his death asking for a hundred thousand pound. In fact, um, one of them was dated, uh, uh, you know, on the route to John Lennon's murder, there was a our radicalist groups asking for money, saying that he wouldn't miss the money, threatening your colonel's life, um, his children and stuff. And so uh, John Lennon was giving these letters to the FBI and stuff, but at the same time he was slandering the FBI. And uh, yeah, his phones were electronically typed and stuff, that was true. But um, I mean, he was playing to his side, so he was playing a, a sort of dangerous game, you know, on one side he was very scared for his family's sake and no one was helping him, you know, everyone was starting John Lennon at that point for money and stuff. It, it was really sad that, like, um, the Beatles um, and John Lennon and they they thought um, they were popular and people liked them, but it, it turns out a lot of people were hangers on and they just wanted money. And uh, so there were... You know, there was uh, crazy people like uh, Mark Chapman and stuff. So the fact that people say that Mark Chapman acted alone and he was a lone gunman and stuff, when you're looking through the files, there's there's umpteen groups that uh, Chapman could have belonged to. Um, he could have been uh, pissed off about um, Yoko Ono. I mean, he, the guy was clearly a psychopath and he was deeply, deeply disturbed. You just need to look at him uh, in an interview to realise that the, the man is... Uh, like, you know, he just wanted attention and this is the easiest way to get it, but you know, it could have been part of these groups and stuff that were demanding money and the, the it says like um, he had to the 8th or 9th of December to get money, you know, and we know like John, when John Lennon died and so, so um, <clears throat> that's really, really uh, bizarre that I uh, um, his life has been threatened and this date was been given and then, you know, uh, poor Lenny was uh, executed, like, horribly, you know, it was horrible. Um, and there was, uh, there was a lot of shit going on. Um, I think John Lennon thought he was freeing people and stuff, he was caught up in a lot of stuff and underground things and uh, um, he, he sort of... I, Looking at, at the the information, he's sort of like pushing people's buttons, and I uh, I think that Yoko could have been pushing his buttons, and uh, you know encouraging this uh, um and no, no hate to O'Connor, you know she obviously loved John Lennon, John Lennon definitely loved uh, Yoko Ono, that that part is clear, um, but she was. She was freeing him at a time where um it was dangerous and um you know brave women and also very sort of um I don't know um a danger to herself and uh, uh John also 
So Jono was like giving money to these groups and the FBI knew about it and like it, then he was sort of like phoning the group, the FBI and saying like like someone's trying to extort money out of me and I, I read through all the letters that he got and uh, I got to see his thumbprints and stuff that was bonkers <clears throat> and like he's uh, you know him being uh, pushed out of the country and kind of charges and all that. That was incredible reading through all that stuff and uh yeah, it was it was supporting crazy groups and um, that um caused a lot of concern. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like in this day and age, it would be equal to me uh, sponsoring radicalized groups in Britain and I'm um, pissing off like Al Qaeda and stuff, or getting them involved and saying it's because they're ethnics and their lives matter, and and that's like. You know, and it was it was uh, campaigning for getting people out of jail and stuff, and like he's involved in a lot of political stuff, and um, that must have pissed off a lot of people because Jalen was an entertainer, you know, and um, like he was a brilliant entertainer, and, and he had a lot of good ideas and stuff, and that, that honestly, I think the man was beautiful. I would have loved to have met Jalen. It would have been like incredible to be married to Jalen, and like it's John Lennon, you know, um. I feel like that about Roger Waters as well. Roger Waters is such a uh, <clears throat> an icon and such a a, a beautiful man. I, I'm I'm a a, a woman that's attracted to intelligent men or or uh, men that are different, you know. <clears throat> so like, yeah, I've seen through this, and um, he was he was having all these death threats, and uh. They knew that he was in touch with FBI. They would they would uh, say things like, you know, oh, you son of a bitch and stuff. And you contacted the FBI and stuff. Now you've really fucking did it. And um, you know, just like paraphrasing the letters and the documents are here. And there's a lot to get through. There's a lot to get through. And I'm working and working and working and working. <clears throat> so I've only got a limited amount of time. And as I say, so you guys want to see the documents. Um, I tried to post you know, a couple to my uh, Instagram, but um, I don't want to get in trouble. It's getting me into trouble on Instagram, so I'm just going to leave it, even though the documents aren't, like, you know, um, pissing off anyone and stuff, and it's not, like, illegal to uh, share the things. Instagram is having an issue with it, and I think that they think I'm trying to stir shit, but I'm just excited. <clears throat> I mean, who wouldn't be excited to see... Um, anything to do with John Lennon you know that was behind the scenes and stuff because there was a lot of John Lennon was talking a lot of shit as well but he was, he was being honest about a lot you know and um, people weren't listening to that like it was being followed and the swan's been tapped and stuff but you've got to understand John Lennon was also high as fuck you know he was on heroin and he was on <clears throat> other drugs and stuff and like he'd spent like the past uh gosh, 20, 30 years, being robbed and stuff, people coming into his home and stealing stuff, and the Beatles and Apple offices were robbed, and, you know, it's like, people were just, they were just there for money, they were just there for <clears throat> attention, they were just there, nobody was really there for John Lennon, like, it, it's actually very sad that nobody was actually there for him, not really in the end, you know, that um, <clears throat> all these people loved him, but at the same time, when you get close to the um, s- stuff and you're reading about what's actually happening, people are robbing him left, right and centre. And and he's very impressionable. He's very impressionable, easily led and stuff. He's not this strong, um, 
visionary that um, is, is more like a lost little boy that's trying to find answers in the world and just trying to make peace with a lot of things. You know, like, he probably started off racist and um, uh, Yoko taught him a lot. You know, I knew he started off hitting his wife, his previous wife, and uh, Yoko um, put an to that and um, drilling in started to um, understand his mistakes. So Yoko was responsible for a lot of positive changes in drilling and, um, you know, like, Yoko didn't need John Lennon and she didn't need his money and stuff. Yoko was a really clever woman and she was from a good family and stuff. So all that stuff is nonsense. They, they really, they, regardless of everyone's opinions and stuff, they, they were good for each other's lives. I mean, like, John, if John Lennon had met anyone else, they would probably still been in fame and um going about and superficial and stuff. He would have still been a Beatle and... But the real John Lennon wasn't that, you know, the real John Lennon was the acid-fueled John Lennon and the outspoken John Lennon that would argue about things and he was broken and stuff. And Yoko helped him through these things, like sexual abuse and stuff at the hands of family members. And, like, there was a lot of, that, a lot of demons that nobody knew about John Lennon way back and um, they only came out later in dribs and drabs and stuff, so... I was fascinated by reading these uh, <clears throat> documents and stuff, but yeah, the FBI was trying to help John Lennon and they weren't attacking him because of race and stuff. He was going to them for help. They were watching him and then finding out basically that he was doing these other things, you know, so um, they're one hand, they're trying to help him and on the other hand, he's basically stabbed them in the back and I'm going against uh, the grain with everything so uh, I think like that is what led to John Lennon's death and uh, if it hadn't have he would have been killed it was ready to happen there was so much um, bring and he was pissing off so many people just by being John Lennon just by being himself he was pissing off so many people and uh yeah, they were getting a lot of letters and uh, threats and on on his life constantly. So this is just another thing, you know. There was there was more than one person knew where John. It was the whole of New York knew where John Lennon stayed. And so like there were people constantly waiting outside his building and stuff, taking pictures of him, following him. And he didn't know if it was the FBI or that these were regular people, you know. There was people threatening him and constant threats, constant. There must have been in a horrible, horrible uh, time in his life, you know, and he's trying to rebel against it and stuff. And when he was drug-fueled and stuff, that, that definitely can make a person paranoid. <laughs> Like, if you're stoned and you're on drugs and stuff and you're taking acid and someone's tapping your phones and stuff, that's going to fuck your head up. You know, but at the same time, he was asking for help. So it, it was a sort of contradiction, but he was dangerously <clears throat> in support of one group because he was famous. It pissed off another group. Then they'd want to take him down. So that's what was going on with John Lennon. And um, one way or another, he would have been taken down for his polit political views and the fact that he was uh, sort of playing both sides. Um, now, it's not saying he was playing two negative sides. He was he was just trying to support what he believed in or thought that he believed in or 
you know, it was, it was caught up in American culture and the freedom of it. And Americans are pretty free. And, you know, the, Britain's free in a lot of stuff, but America is pretty free in a, a lot of other things, you know. And, like, it's America, do you know? The entire world watches America and we watch films of America and it's sort of like our big brothers. So I can imagine going over and um, the American people loving him and stuff and... Uh, you know, it must have been like incredible for him, and it must have been um, a hell of a head trip, you know. But at the, John Lennon was, it wasn't this tough person, you know. It, it took time out, I think it was like seven years or something, it took time out to be a father, you know. And I think like th- that was good because that was the only time that John Lennon really had that was normal in his life. So that was the true John Lennon, you know. He was a family man and he was a good dad, and uh. You know, uh, Sean uh, deeply loved his dad. You know, Jillian and um, him had issues, and um, you know that's between them that I would hate to like think that you know like I'm pissing off John Lennon's son for God's sake. I mean, it's John Lennon's child, but you know that only uh, Jillian can know his dad. Uh, all we've got is uh, second-hand stories, you know, and I. Uh, documents or whatever but um it must have been crazy for him to be the son of John Lennon definitely such an important icon in both British and American uh history and stuff now on to Marilyn Monroe I've just started these documents there's a lot in Marilyn Monroe but oh my god Marilyn Monroe was um <clears throat> yeah they had um films of her um performing sex acts on people like I know um these people were being blackmailed and stuff and uh, she she was in with the mafia she was in and she was uh, the president obviously uh, John F. Kennedy so she she would have been drawing all this attention to him and remember Kennedy was uh, supporting uh, ethnic people going to vote and stuff and um, supporting their right to freedom so that was massively rocking the boat and um, you know they were, they, they were having like drug fueled orgies and stuff like Marilyn was into some fucked up shit like there's uh, porn movies of her and stuff so that's the true face of Marilyn Monroe and like she was on drugs and stuff and she was she was very promiscuous, and she, I think like she was deliberately doing this to um, uh, control people and to get what she wanted. Because um, you know you've got to remember as well, women weren't were objects back then. So the only power a woman had was her body and her sexuality, and, and uh, uh, you know she was a very beautiful woman. But at the same time, she was. Uh, you know, in these documents, it says uh, she was performing uh, sex acts on film, film on Joe DiMaggio and people, and uh, she was involved in a lot of sleazy stuff, and she liked her drugs, and uh, she was basically like a female Elvis, you know, like, she was, uh, she was basically the female Elvis, and, um, she was wild, she was really wild and I was like, shit <laughs> and I thought it was just this poor little girl that I uh, you know, just went to work every day and uh, 
fell in love with a president and sort of and she was nice because uh, she looked such like an innocent person and I never really wanted to know that much about Marilyn Monroe because I didn't want to like ruin it and then I got these files on Marilyn Monroe the FBI files on Marilyn Monroe and I was like shit you know I don't know if like I respect her more or I respect her less you know I mean like nowadays she wouldn't have to do that but she probably would have still she was a very mixed up and confused woman and uh, you know maybe that was the times I mean sexual harassment wasn't even taken seriously and uh, crimes against women were misdemeanours and I'm talking about rape raping a woman and beating a woman up was classed as a misdemeanour where you would just be locked in a cell overnight and your name taken I mean that time if you did that to women today you'd obviously be thrown in jail for life (laughs) or You know, like, look at Weinstein and stuff. But back in the day, that was accepted and it was just a misdemeanor. It was like, you know, breaking an entry or something and by today's laws and stuff. It wasn't even the... It was like, it wasn't even a slap in the hands. You know, the police weren't even taking it serious. They didn't care because that was the mentality back then that um, women were objects and this is, you know, the feminist movement and stuff, trying to get rights for... um. Sorry, guys, that was a message popping up. I uh, trying to get rights for women and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was crazy. So I'm going to work my way through the Marilyn Monroe documents. And, but summary of how Marilyn Monroe died, she was involved in por- pornography. She was involved in drugs. She was going back and forth to Mexico with the gangs and stuff and mafia and uh, I mean Mexico they're probably going there to get Cuban cigars and stuff like that's been illegal in America and um, so they're probably going there for like good times and uh, cigars contraband and stuff so yeah she was involved in a lot of dodgy shit especially that's I mean that's like you know by today's standards of someone involved in uh, trying to bring heroin into the country or something so it's, it was serious it was serious what she was up to and she was playing a, a man's game a woman playing a man's game at the time where men were um only in charge it was only it was a man's world back then and um it was only men that made decisions and it was uh, dangerous what she was doing she was playing a really dangerous game and you know did she contribute to um uh Kennedy's death. I mean, Kennedy was playing a lot of games as well. You know, these people were, even though they were um, pushing boundaries and stuff and playing games, it's normal by today's standards. You know, so you could argue the fact that these people were visionaries that were misunderstood in their time or they were were just caught and everybody was up to it, you know, because people don't um, there were, there's not like one or two people doing this everybody's at it everybody's doing this, these things you know there were, it's just that they got caught and stuff and uh, yeah it was read about uh, Kurt Cobain's death as well and his uh, going through the documents of his stuff and uh, saying that uh, Kurt Cobain had uh, tripled the amount of heroin that would be used to kill someone and uh, it's probably been a homicide and stuff but they weren't investigating it and the suicide note had parts added onto it and it wasn't even a suicide note it was just a regular note made to look like a suicide note kind of thing so yeah I didn't think that Cobain had probably been murdered but yeah it looks like Cobain was definitely um, murdered and uh, it was a a staged thing because it was uh, three times the amount of heroin to kill him meant that he couldn't obviously blow his brains out and uh, you know so it 
they were, they were uh, wanting us to be investigated and uh, yeah it's crazy crazy and so it's the price of fame it's the price of being known and uh, you know like your life threatened and stuff is it worth it just so people know your name I don't think it is I'm, I think it's better just being you know um, able to fade into the background and stuff and just get on with life like I don't know if I'd want that anymore, you know. I, I used to want want to be famous and stuff. Or I, I mean, I still want to be recognised for my art, but that sort of fame, I wouldn't want that. But, I mean, I died as a child, but no, I wouldn't want that anymore because the, the sheer amount of madness it must be with your phone being tapped and being followed and your life threatened constantly. I mean, I get enough of that shit on... Uh, social media and Instagram, you know, from psychotic people thinking like I'm I'm part of the government agency or that um you know um a million other things like I'm a, a shape shifting reptile and stuff. I've heard so much shit about that. And uh, people are honestly believing that I'm actually a shape shifting reptile and stuff because of my uh choices and uh bonkers. I'm not a shape-shifting reptile. Um, if I was, I'd be pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, who wants to look like a fucking reptile, right? Uh, guys, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a wonderful episode. Uh, it's been good having you guys here, and I'm off to finish this painting. I love you guys. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye! Bye!